What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Before we get started, beverage check. Today, I have another Starbucks, two-thirds decaf, grande iced Americano with a splash of oat milk and two pumps of classic, as well as a Tulsi rose tea sweet rose it's caffeine free it's organic it has a lot of calming herbs in it i just wanted the balance let me know what you are drinking down below so i don't normally talk about i don't know tea drama celebrity gossip on this podcast sometimes we will you know if something is very relevant and i feel like we can connect it to a bigger thought or issue or if we can use it as an example for something maybe i've talked about before and i feel like low-key this is one of those circumstances i want to talk about y'all the selena gomez and hailey bieber beef drama whatever you want to call it because that has been all over my for you page i feel like i've just been seeing it so much and even brands and businesses getting involved tweeting like oh i'm team selena so i just wanted to fully you know, explain the situation and just talk about my perspective and basically what we can learn from this and what my takeaways are. So Avi, we all grew up with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez, when did they start dating? They dated on and off for seven years. Now Hailey Bieber, Hailey Baldwin, people knew of this before, like I had definitely heard about this before, but people are definitely bringing this up. Hailey Baldwin was a Justin Bieber super fan. People have been digging up old tweets. She had so many tweets about Justin, about Justin and Selena together. She was team Jelena all the way. She was like hashtag gold. So there's a lot of instances throughout the years of Justin dating Selena. They break up. He gets with Haley. He gets with Kendall. He gets with Courtney, allegedly. But Justin and Selena were like the main couple i feel like they dated the longest so justin bieber and Haley got married in 2018 only six months after this relationship with selena finally ended which i did not know for some reason they had broken up i guess because they were on and off but for some reason in my mind that was just so long ago like 2012 but no that was when they officially called it quits which was just six months before him and Haley got married and people have noticed okay this is the thing selena gomez has some hardcore fans she i think is the most followed I don't know if she's the most followed person or just the most followed woman on Instagram. People really are like such super fans of her. She's relatable, you know, she's gone through struggles, so people relate to that. Throughout the years, people have kind of noticed Haley always low-key throwing shade at Selena and just being very much like, oh, well, I got the guy. And you know, people just digging up like the old tweets, the old videos and pictures of Haley going to Justin's meet and greets as a fan back in the day. So recently, this has come up i think this is where it started let me know i could be wrong i really tried to like get all the facts i feel like it started before that but maybe it had just been leading up to this so basically selena gomez posted an ig story of how she laminated her eyebrows too much and i think it was that same day but kylie jenner posted a facetime screenshot between her and hailey bieber where she tagged hailey very evidently on the screen um and they both had their phone like up to their eyebrows <laughs> This is like so shady, like so petty. But people were like, oh my God, they obviously are making fun of Selena. I don't know whose video they commented under, if it was just like a drama video on YouTube or on TikTok. Kylie commented, no, it wasn't about that. I didn't even see her post. And then Selena replied. I was like, yeah, no beef. But people did not believe it. So basically, you know, there's all this drama, this tea, whatever. We can get into the details, you know, whatever. I'm sure y'all know most of it. But I just want to talk about the themes. So the first thing that comes to mind is... How much of this is real? I feel like a lot of it is speculation and a lot of it is 
I feel like the media just loves to pit women against each other, especially when there's a guy involved. Getting more detailed to this specific situation, I just feel like there's so much evidence of Justin Bieber being like not a good guy, not a good boyfriend, just being very entitled. There's so many videos online of him being very rude to Haley. I just always remember the specific video of them getting out of the car. He gets out of the car before her and like slams the door in her face. And so people, especially Selena fans, always want to say too, he doesn't even like Haley. He just got married to her because he thought it would change him. I just feel like it would be really hard to believe that Selena would care. Who knows? I'm not her. Don't know. But I just feel like after all this time, she was so much younger when she dated him. And just like thinking back, bro, like this man was a child star. He probably has so much trauma that we don't even know about. Didn't he go through like some addiction? And just like these videos of him being so rude like, and just entitled. It's not like he's this great guy, no offense. I just feel like Selena's gotta be like, yeah, like you got stuck with him. I feel like that's how I would feel. Like thinking back to a guy I dated when I was that young, he's still acting like, a dickhead, I would be like, yeah, you take him away, please. I'm so glad I didn't end up with that. Especially when you are the number one most followed woman on Instagram, you know? But I think this current feud is more so about, oh yeah, Selena is minding her business. Haley got the man and is still like throwing shade and being rude. So then that's kind of the next point that I think about. I'm sure we can all think of an example in our own lives where either we have felt jealous and insecure because our guy, you know, oh, I can tell he's not over his ex. That's so classic too, you know, like <laughs> who here has been with a guy or has observed a guy be like, oh, I'll never get over my first love. Oh my God, like I'm so broken for this, from this girl in high school that broke my heart and they never get over it. It's like, oh my God. That's the thing. I feel like most women can move on from something, but that's also, you know, that's gender roles, expectations. We are allowed more so to feel our feelings. We're allowed to be upset. We're allowed to cry over the breakup. Whereas guys just kind of stuff it down. And I feel like that's why it affects them for so long. If you just felt the feelings at first, you wouldn't be bringing it up 10 years, 20 years later. If Haley Bieber is so obviously, you know, insecure over her relationship, wanting to throw shade over this ex-girlfriend, when again, you are the one that ended up with him, you got what you wanted. It's sad and I feel like it's very classic. Another recent tea was that it was Justin Bieber's birthday, beginning of March. She wrote him this really great Instagram post he, as of this article I read, never acknowledged it, never commented on it. I don't think he liked it. He didn't repost any of that. And he did a little photo dump of his birthday party and only included her in one pic at the end of the Instagram carousel where her face was like covered. I honestly, bro, this is the thing. I do feel like it says so much, especially when they post other stuff. They post their friends, they post about their birthday party, they post thank you so much to my bros. You can't use the excuse of, oh, I just like to be private, you know, because you're posting other stuff. I remember seeing this TikTok um, where it was this girl's birthday. This was just like a random girl. I don't even think she was an influencer, but this, this TikTok definitely popped off. It went pretty viral. Why does saying things went viral feel so like 2008? <laughs> my viral video on youtube.com. But anyway, um, it was her birthday. Her boyfriend did not text her at all, which this is like, bro, this had to have been like, <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but this just felt like, is she in high school, you know? He didn't even tell her happy birthday and then he posted his own selfie on his story. Red flag, like as a man, bro, <laughs> as a man, why are you posting a selfie? You know what's another red flag men do like to get attention from girls? 
<laughs> this guy used to always do this when they do the little question thing and they're like, oh, I need like song recommendations. I need playlist recommendations. I need, where can I go get some really fire ramen? You're not posting that so your bros will reply, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, I do feel like that's a red flag. I do feel like just observing their relationship. And again, we don't know who cares, but they are celebrities. They are in the public sphere. So we can observe and, you know, <laughs> use them as an example for our own own analysis. I do feel like he does not like her. And just, you know, learning all of the things I have learned about relationships and how men act when they really do like you versus when they don't. I just feel like, like, if Pretty Boy KB was to sit down with Hailey Bieber after watching a 10-minute compilation of Justin Bieber being rude to Hailey video, he would be like, I be trying to tell y'all. When he slams a car door in your face, he does not see you as, like, the girl he's gonna end up with ultimately you know and that's the thing a guy will get married and i've been seeing this little clip from sex in the city posted so much recently on tiktok but it's when they're all in the bathroom and they're using the cab light on analogy where men just kind of go through their life and then all of a sudden one day they're just kind of ready to get married so they marry whoever is around at that time so a guy could end up like not with the perfect girl he wanted or like, oh my God, the love of his life. But it's just like, oh, well, I finally feel ready to get married. I feel like I should be settling down. So, you know, this girl's available. <laughs> just, I really don't want to believe that's how it works, but I feel like for some guys, for a lot of guys, it probably is. So I wonder if that is what this situation is. And I bring this up just to say like, bro, girlies, don't put yourself in this situation, please. Oh my God, I like this guy. I've liked this guy for so long. You know, maybe I've built up this idea in my head of who he is and what kind of dream, perfect re fantasy relationship we're going to have and how well he's going to treat me. You finally get him. He's none of those things. He's actually rude to you. But you're like, well, at least I got him. And you just want to stay around, like, hoping. And, of course, it's not completely your fault if you end up in that kind of situation. Because there is probably so much manipulation going on as well, you know, like you're not dumb, you know, like he had to manipulate you too to get you there. But anyway, I think it's very important to recognize the signs of being mistreated. And I don't want to say this is like an abusive relationship because we really don't know. And I don't want to like <laughs> make false claims. But I will just say from what I've seen and even just this behavior on Instagram, like I'm not going to acknowledge my wife's birthday post. <laughs> like some people may be like, oh, that's petty. Like it's just Instagram, but it's like. Okay, but our world operates on that. So, like, our world operates on social media. And again, like, why are you posting all your friends, but you're not posting, like, me? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So my third qualm or point with this whole situation is how much people are bullying Hailey Bieber. Not that I'm a fan, but I just want to say so many of y'all, maybe not you listening to this, but so many people were up her ass all year, all of last year, Oh my god, I need to try the Hailey Bieber $18 Air One smoothie. Oh my god, I need the Hailey Bieber new nail trend. Oh my god, I need, you know, this. Oh my god, her... Does she have a makeup line? Her makeup line, her this. Oh my god. I swear I could not escape 
Hailey Bieber. Everyone was just like, oh my, like every TikTok, I tried the Hailey Bieber now. Trying the Hailey Bieber smoothie. <laughs> every Instagram story, especially like living in LA and knowing people were like, I went to, I want to splurge on the smoothie. It was so much, but it, like it was so worth it. And now everyone's like, oh my God, Team Selena, that rude ass bitch, Hailey. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, I was never a fan. I liked some of her outfits. You know, she was on my Pinterest board here and there, some of her looks. But I was always kind of like, okay, she's not really, like, interesting to me. I don't know. Whatever. She has some good outfits, but, like, that's about it. So just, like, how much, how quickly people, especially people online, can change their mind about someone. And I just feel like when you know your own values... And when you have a strong sense of self and what you identify with, you are not going to, like, do this flip-flop, like, just be so dramatically obsessed with a celebrity one day and then the next day so, oh my god, I hate them, they're the scum of this earth, they're such a bully. And I'm not saying, obviously, you can't change your mind or if something really crazy comes out about someone, like, obviously, use critical thinking skills, but in this instance... Again, not that I'm a fan of her or that I'm trying to defend her, but I just feel like this happens a lot where people just get on the hate train and it's like, what did this girl do? Like, okay, so she's acting maybe a little insecure. Again, a lot of this stuff is alleged and kind of like, okay, we can assume she's probably throwing shade or like she's feeling a little jealous or like she doesn't really like Selena, whatever. But it's like, okay, so she's a little insecure. Okay, that just goes to show you could have it all. You could have the dream guy. You could have a modeling career. You could be beautiful by society standards you could have a smooth your own smoothie or <laughs> you could have everybody up your ass and still be like a hating ass jealous bitch and be insecure you know again not to like defend her but i just feel like it's kind of unreasonable how much hate i'm seeing and people like tearing her down for her looks and i just feel like and just like stuff that doesn't matter you know is the point it's not like she did anything super fucked up and like bro i just think you know, it's all fun and games until someone, like, does something serious, you know? Um, the Oscars were last night as I'm recording this, and she was at, I believe, the Vanity Fair party, so I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> but still, it's like, I just think it's so gross, especially just because everyone was up her ass, like, a few months ago. Like, all of last year, bro. The Hailey Bieber smoothie. Oh my god, I just want to be like her so bad. Like, I want to do my nails like her inspo. <laughs> And now everyone fucking hates her. Like, you guys have no backbone. Like, you need to... And, again, not you specifically. But, you know, just I hate that so much. Again, when you know your own values, you will clearly be able to feel and see and identify with who is aligned with those values. So, like, I don't know. For example... Do I love watching Real Housewives of New Jersey? Yes. Do I? Am I like, this is so in touch with my values and like, this is a representation of who I am? No, it's like fun entertainment fluff. Like, I like the drama sometimes. Like, but it's not like so ingrained in me. Like, oh my God, if I, I don't know, if someone does something crazy on the show, am I going to like go on a rampage on social media? Like, oh my God, this lady is just horrible. Like, no, because I'm not taking it personally. I'm not like, it doesn't affect me. I don't care because it's just fluff. It's entertainment. I don't relate to that. There's no, like, it's not in alignment with, like, my true self, you know, it's just, like, fluff. Versus if someone or something I felt very 
strongly about connected to if they did something super fucked up like I would be personally you know offended I'd be like how could you do that like because you identify with that so you see yourself in that and so when someone does something you know bad you're gonna be like oh my god you're gonna take it personally like how could you go against what we had like even if they don't know you so I wonder if that's the case here as well I don't know I just feel like a lot of people have been I mean I don't want to say that's true but I I do feel like a lot of people have been in some kind of situation with an insecure girl whether you see I don't know your new man's ex watching your story randomly or you're fighting with a girl over the same boy or you find out this boy is actually talking to this girl as well you're going to be personally offended so I wonder if people are also taking like taking this situation this alleged situation, I mean, I guess, like, parts of it are alleged, um, to heart and, like, really identifying with it. And that's why there's been, like, such a rampage over Hailey Bieber when y'all were up her ass before, you know? Um, so, yeah, I just think stop identifying so much with celebrities, bro. Like, why are you taking this so personally to the point where you're bullying this girl and she really didn't do anything? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, and again, like, I just feel like at most, I mean, I'm sure you could dig up tea. You could, like, make a whole dissertation, like, <laughs> I mean, like, what, how people do with the Kardashians. Like, they are using their private debts. They're ruining the earth. They are promoting these unrealistic beauty standards. They're cultural appropriate. And, you know, you could list all these things. But in this specific instance, it's like, okay, she's acting maybe a little insecure and, like, using her platform to throw shade, which, why are you doing that when you literally have, like, basically the world at your fingertips, you know? Um, so I just feel like if people were a little more reasonable and again, aligned with their values and more secure in themselves, they could just look at that and be like, hmm, interesting. Let's maybe like talk about it. <laughs> and that would be that. Like, why are you bullying a girl who's already dumb? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> going through it, like insecure, you know? Like, I just really had to get that off my chest because I wasn't, I mean, I was a little annoyed just when people were so like, like you just couldn't scroll through TikTok without someone talking about, I tried the Hailey Bieber nail look. I tried the Hailey Bieber smoothie. I tried this outfit that she wore. And now just to see the exact opposite, it's like people have no backbone. Like that's just how it works. So stop identifying with celebrities so much and know your own values and, you know, invest your energy into people who are aligned with those values and who energize you, you know, and make you feel good. Like, you can enjoy celebrity culture for sure. Again, I love watching some Real Housewives. Sometimes the Kardashians is good, you know, like, I love a good tea, but <laughs> am I, like, gonna bully them online? <laughs> am I gonna, like, write to Chloe personally and be like, you dumb bitch for, you know, treating Jordan Woods like that? Like, no, I'm gonna be like, mm, it's kind of sad. You know, glad I'm not. The <laughs> it just goes to show can be a celebrity and still be a hater, <laughs> still be jealous, still be insecure, still live by misogyny, patriarchy, still put a man over your friend, you know? It's like, okay, so you guys aren't that great. And I do feel like, and I've talked about this before, actually a few times, um, I do feel like more people are starting to recognize that, just that celebrities are I don't want to say pointless, but just that they're not as cool as, like, they were in previous decades, you know? Just because we do have social media, we can see the pure thoughts of these celebrities. They will tweet out themselves 
rather than having, you know, their, I don't know, agent, publicist, you know, tell them what to say for the newspaper. And that's the only way we get to hear them speak. You know, we can hear their own brains and a lot of them are pretty dumb, you know? So I just feel like people are like, why, especially in a recession, bro, why would I go out of my way to support this person to buy their, (laughs) their merch, their like 85th skincare line? (laughs) Does every celebrity need a skincare line and a makeup line? Like, And especially just with some of these celebrities and how out of touch they are, I feel like the pandemic especially brought a lot of that on. Just that almost like awakening of like, okay, these people do not care about us. Like, oh man, I love my fans. It's like, but you are going to have a party on your private island with your private jet while there's people dying of COVID. Got it? And you're still going to post about it, you know? Like, you have to flex on us that much like you don't care about us so anyway that's just my overall thoughts let me know if i missed anything or if you agree or if you disagree i would love to hear what you have to say were you personally affected by this i know i sure wasn't hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like, maybe do some journaling, babe. I did want to talk about my two books I am currently reading. So I'm reading this novel by Joan Didion, Play As It Lays. It's very chic. Um, I haven't read a novel in a while. I have read one of her books before. It was a book of essays. I read a review on Goodreads. This is so funny because I was kind of like, this kind of has a great Gatsby vibe. Like it's chic, but you can tell it's kind of dark. Like I don't really know what to happen because also a lot of people are like, oh my god, this is so dark. So I'm kind of like, where is this going? I'm over halfway through it now. But I read a review on Goodreads and they compared it to The Great Gatsby as well. Yeah, I like it. It's basically about a woman She was an actress, I think. She lives in Beverly Hills. And I think she's basically just, like, depressed. (laughs) It's kind of giving, like, Sylvia Plath a little bit. I don't know. We're gonna see how it ends. But it is kind of, like, chic to read. Like, you feel chic while reading it because it's just kind of, like, dark. And then I'm almost done with the book What Happened to You by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. I have really been enjoying this book, y'all. Conversations on trauma, resilience, and healing. It's kind of written like an interview. Like... Oprah will be asking him questions and both of their voices are in different fonts and different colors, which I wasn't sure how that was going to read at first, but it's actually very easy to read and you can kind of imagine them speaking. It's not annoying. I was kind of like, okay, how's this going to be? But it's really good. And I just feel like it's very digestible. It's very accessible. It's not super dense. Um, I know The Body Keeps the Score has been kind of, it's kind of like tea lately, I mean, I don't know, maybe most people knew this. Just because I guess that guy, the author, like, stole his ideas from someone. And I don't really know the whole story. But apparently we're not supposed to read that book. (laughs) I just found that that book was a little dense. Not super dense, but it definitely kind of took me a while to get into it. But this book definitely talks about similar ideas. You know, trauma, how it affects the brain, why we act the ways that we act, especially if you have experienced trauma and extreme cases of PTSD. But I have been thoroughly engaged with this the whole time reading it. So especially if you are new to learning about mental health, um, I don't know, if you are in your year of realizing things and you kind of want to learn a little bit of more, a little bit more about maybe how your childhood affected, you know, the way you act and the way you think now, 
etc. Um, I think this would be a really good book to start out with. Damn, the camera ran out of memory. I'm so sorry. I really thought it was clear before this. Okay, anyway. But I mean, obviously not that I'm an expert, but I have definitely read a few books about, you know, trauma and things like that. And I'm still, you know, gaining a lot out of it and enjoying it. So definitely 10 out of 10 from me. Um, some of the things I wanted to talk about that were so interesting, just, you know, as far as how, basically just like how much our bodies and minds are connected. Um, there was this story about this girl who had type 1 diabetes and she went into a diabetic coma and had to go to the hospital and they could not stabilize her blood sugar in the hospital, even though she, you know, could maintain her glucose levels at home. She would give herself shots. This was like a high school girl, I think. Um, and she always had no problem doing that herself. So in the hospital, they were like, why can't we stabilize this girl? Like her blood sugars would just go so high and then dr drop like dangerously low. And they were like, is she sneaking like candy? Like what's going on? So then this um, doctor, Dr. Perry um, came to see her and he noticed that she would really tense up whenever she would hear sirens because her room was situated close to where the sirens would pull up to the hospital. And so he started getting curious and asking her questions. Eventually she told him that I think it was two weeks before her and her friends were at a park and her friend basically got shot in front of her and I believe died. Like that's so fucking tragic, especially as a high school student. Like, oh my god. Um, and she just kept replaying the sirens in her mind. So she was traumatized from this recent event. And so every time she heard these sirens, when you have, when your body goes into fight or flight, you release adrenaline, which releases glucose into your blood so that you have energy to, you know, run away or fight if you need to. And so every time she would hear these sirens, it would trigger her and her body would think she's in danger because she just experienced this traumatic event and so it would you know give her extra glucose so as soon as they moved her room to a room where she would not hear these sirens her body you know her glucose levels were normal they were able to regulate them and you know she was able to be fine so how fucking crazy is that and then there was another example of this foster kid who i believe his birth father was it was a such a fucked up situation this was like a young boy his birth father was really abusive and he the boy would just really shut down he would disassociate so when you disassociate your heart rate really drops and your body kind of produces natural opioids to get you through whatever traumatic event is occurring so then he went to a foster family and that foster father was really abusive as well but in this situation the boy would try to fight back and he was actually in the hospital because his foster dad i think knocked him downstairs or did something to knock him out really horrible dr perry was able to get articles of clothing from i don't it's like is this a true story how are you able to like track the real dad and stuff he said he got unwashed pieces of clothing like shirts you know one from the biological father and one from the foster dad and when this boy i think the boy was also in a coma he was like unconscious so they put the, the biological dad's shirt under his nose and his heart rate dropped so much. He basically went into that disassociative state just from the smell. And then they put the foster dad's, you know, shirt under his nose or whatever. And his heart rate started just going crazy, went so high. 
um, even though he's like in a coma, you know? And what was also really crazy is this boy just had so much beef with one of his teachers, or maybe it was just his teacher period. And this teacher was like a really good teacher, always got along with the kids and really wanted to be understanding towards this boy. And they found out that it was because the teacher wore the same deodorant as the foster dad. So the boy was just getting so agitated around the teacher without even knowing why. And that's because his lizard brain, you know, the most primal part of his brain, recognized that signal like, oh my God, this smell signifies that we're in danger. So we need to, you know, again, go into that fight or flight mode and prepare to fight. So it's just so crazy, you know, how our bodies prepare us and, you know, try to protect us. And it's also crazy, you know, how so much of this isn't normalized, isn't talked about. And I feel like often you have to either experience a really insane case of trauma or PTSD to like, I don't know, become aware of it or like someone else will recognize you need help or you have you have to go out of your way to learn about it, you know? I just feel like so many things, it's like, oh my God, like why does that person get so angry like, why did they react like that? Or even about yourself, like, why did I react like that? It wasn't even that big of a deal. And so often it can just be, you know, something so subconscious, your own brain just recognizing um, a threat. It can be something so small as just the scent and it will trigger that response. Again, this book has just been very easy to read. It has a lot of good stories like that. And I'm on the last few chapters, which are more about healing. Um, and something that really stuck out to me was this paragraph about therapy basically how therapy is more so about creating new neural pathways and i don't want to say moving on in the sense of like oh like moving on we're not going to talk about your trauma or care about your trauma or think about your past but <laughs> instead of like trying to undo the past and like undo the hurt and undo all the pain and suffering it's about building new pathways to live a life of healing and that just really resonated with me because i just feel like especially dealing with anxiety or even just like regrets like not even necessarily like intense trauma, but just like, oh my God, I hate that that happened. You can't change that. So instead we have to learn, you know, how to build the life that we do want and how to, I don't want to say forgive, like how to forgive, forgive ourselves almost. So I'm on those last couple of chapters more so about healing. So I'm really excited to read more about that. But yeah, I would definitely recommend this book, you guys. It's been so helpful and eye-opening and again, just very easy to read. And I feel like it'd be good for you know, if you are just learning about this kind of stuff, it would be a good book to start with. So that is all I'm going to talk about on this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know your thoughts on anything I talked about down below. Don't forget to follow my new IG at Stella Ray Podcast. Let me know what stuck out to you the most in this week's episode, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone.